0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now,
1: it is always great having you on board. If you don't like that, I'm in the Christmas spirit. Absolutely. We're going to spend some time today, a lot of time, talking about Grant's Rants. Because people still ask me if I'm ready for Christmas. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm not ready for Christmas, even though it is a week from today. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google Grantney Pierce Christmas Rant. Just Google that, all right? Now, this podcast is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella. For all of your home loan needs, go to roysumbrella.com. If you need more information on a reverse mortgage, schedule an appointment with one of Roy's specialists at Roy's Umbrella. No tricks, no nonsense, no extra or hidden charges at the end. Roy's been awesome. I've worked with him for a number of years, a number of years. He'll be awesome for you. Just go to roysumbrella.com. That's roysumbrella.com. So again, Google the Christmas grant if you don't know what I'm talking about. But you know what's amazing? Here we are 7 days before Christmas. And not one person, not one, other than on social media, has asked me, are you ready for Christmas yet? Now, anyone that knows me knows the answer to that is hell. No, I'm not ready for Christmas. I don't have to be ready for Christmas. It's not not for another week. But not one person, whether I'm at a store, at a restaurant, wherever the case may be, has asked me and said, hey, are you ready for Christmas yet? And I'm thinking, wow, 2020, how screwed up is 2020? It's been so bad. So many people have lost everything, the pandemic, and it's just crazy. And we can only hope that 2021 is going to be better. But man, oh man, we've got a long way to go, don't we? I, I hope when I say we got a long way to go, it's not like, you know, the vac- the vaccinations are going to be readily available and then the virus is just going to, you know, magically disappear and we're going to get back to normal. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. Hey, last week... I did a couple of rants on James Harden. And I don't know if you saw the story in ESPN. They did a big story on James Harden. And I mentioned this, and this was no surprise to me about him being basically uh, in a class by himself as far as the organization goes. What James Harden wants, James Harden gets. James Harden wants to mispractice, go ahead. You want to go fly away somewhere, go ahead. And that's the problem with the Houston Rockets. I read this article And there's one thing that really stood out to me, all right? Quote, you can't get mad at your kid if you let him eat candy every night and then suddenly one night you don't and they throw a tantrum. That's from ex-Houston assistant coach, all right? Wasn't specified which one, but that's from an ex-assistant coach of the Houston Rockets. He went on and said, you're the one who let them eat candy every night. That is one of the stupidest freaking things that I've read in all of 2020. And you know what? That is really saying something. All right. Because your kid is a kid. All right. And of course, they're going to throw a tantrum. That's what kids do. That's acceptable, normal behavior. Rants. All right. And tantrums are part of being a kid when you don't get your way. Now, I guess I'm still doing my Grant's rant, and I'm sure as hell not a kid, but you know where I'm going with this. James Harden is a freaking adult. He knows the difference between right and wrong. James Harden understands that if he is treated differently than everyone else, that's going to create tension and problems in the locker room, and this story on ESPN chronicled all of the problems with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. Here's the bottom line. If James Harden were winning a lot of championships for the Houston Rockets, that's one thing. How many rings does Harden have? That's correct. Zero. All right? So the Rockets have allowed James Harden to behave like this, and they are largely responsible. But don't tell me that James Harden, okay, doesn't understand and doesn't realize that if he's treated differently and he has a set of rules which are only for him and nobody else, all right. He understands that's going to create a lot of problems in the locker room. I wouldn't want James Harden anywhere near my franchise. I don't give a damn how many points you're scoring in a game. You do not win in basketball with players that have a whole different set of rules that's not going to win in the NBA. And I, I love this article because I've known about this for a while, and I did a couple of rants on this last week. James Harden is so out of touch with reality the NBA is, is, needs to be reeled back in. They really do. The, the league, and I think Adam Silver, he realized this after the bubble in Orlando when he came out and said that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, that basically the league did go overboard with their social messaging as it relates to social justice and their Black Lives Matter movement. And he, and he, he, he admitted it. And so they're going to scale back on that this year. And, and you know what? Good for them. You know, and as I said, the NBA, very progressive league, and they are always going to look to improve, and they're always thinking ahead. I've always admired that about the NBA. But I'm so happy to read that story in ESPN and James Harden. I, and, and I don't know if a lot of fans truly understand this. I've seen it. I've been in the league for 32 years. The dynamic of a locker room, the culture within the locker room, is, is, is crucial, You know, I told the other day about being in New York at the NBA broadcast meetings and Doc Rivers talked to us, and he talked about this very thing. Now, Doc did win a championship with Boston. I thought he underachieved in L.A. with the Clippers. We'll see how he does in Philadelphia. But Doc's a player, a former player. He's coached for a long time, and he understands the dynamics of a locker room. And you cannot, all right, you will not win a championship if you're allowing James Harden to miss practices and and fly to different places in between games and be treated differently than everyone else, just not going to work. Yeah, plain and simple, it is not going to work. All right, another thing this week: the Greek freak, Giannis Adikumbo. By the way, am I allowed to say Greek freak anymore in 2020, or is that going to be looked upon negatively? Uh, because you know we're not really supposed to, you know, talk about someone's ethnicity, their race, where are they from, and do any type of nicknames or what have you. Am I allowed to say Greek freak anymore? It, I didn't get the manual this week. It did not arrive. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say Greek freak or not. Help me out there at Grant and show on Twitter. Let me know if it's okay in 2020 to still call somebody the Greek freak. All right? Yeah, we know that uh, in Cleveland, it's not going to be the Indians anymore. We know that pretty soon it's going to be the Chiefs. All right, that's next. They're going to have to remove their name. Then it's going to be the Atlanta Braves. uh, And then we can just go right on down the list. So I don't really know if I'm supposed to be saying Greek freak or not. I really don't. But Greek freak. There you have it. I just said it. $228 million. No brainer. Five years to stay in Milwaukee. And I did a rant on this yesterday. Talking about how people were, you know, giving him credit. I don't understand giving a guy credit for taking a super max deal. Would have it been bad for the NBA and the Bucs had he left and gone to a major market? Well, of course it would have. But I don't think this means that the Bucks automatically are going to win, you know, multiple championships. They have not shown the resiliency the past two years in the postseason, right? They have not looked good. And Coach Budenholzer, you know, he does not have a great track record in the playoffs. Now the pressure's on in Milwaukee. You better get it done, all right? You better get it done. And ticket holders, and they're going to be paying the freight. All right? They're going to be paying the freight whenever fans are allowed in. Boy, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine the price of those tickets to go watch the Milwaukee Bucks play. But that's obviously big news. I know people in Milwaukee are happy, and they should be happy. They absolutely should be happy. All right, something else. I'm getting a lot of messages on this. The Athletic ranked... The 30 NBA owners with a with a poll. All right, the Sacramento Kings owner Vivek Ranadive came in last. All right, he came in last. He was the worst owner, according to the story that the Athletic came out with, that the Sacramento Kings have the worst owner in the NBA. What I will say is, go across the board, whether it's hockey, whether it's football, whether it's baseball or whether it's the NBA and look at the teams that are successful and look at the teams that are not successful. And we're not, we're talking about over a a large period of time or over a period of time that the owner has been there. Okay. And there is always a constant. And I thought that the story based on polling of executives, coaches, coaches, scouts, things of that nature, I thought that was very revealing, very revealing, and I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised at all, I'm not surprised, because since Vivek Ranadive has owned the Sacramento Kings, they have been awful, it is a revolving door with coaches, with general managers, and when you look at the organizations in pro sports that are normally the best, the ones that are in the playoffs every year, some winning championships. It's based on stability, all right? And I've said this before. I've said this before Vivek Ronadive owned the team. I said this before the Maloofs owned the team. I said this when I first started doing my radio show back in 1995. And I believe this is very true across the board, not just in basketball, but in a lot of other sports. And by the way, I have had a lot of experience with, with owners in other sports, just so you know, particularly hockey. And there is a common denominator. And the common denominator is that an owner that allows their people, general managers in particular, personnel people, to use their expertise to do their job, more times than not, that's the recipe for success. And when I see in baseball and football and hockey and basketball, when I see owners that come from other walks of life, regardless of whether it's in the business arena, whether it is what have you, okay? Generally speaking, they will not achieve success if they think they know more than the people that they hire. And I've seen it in all all sports, all the way across the board. It's a very simple formula. Unfortunately, in pro sports... When you see owners such as Jerry Jones in Dallas, I think he's a perfect example of this. Those types of owners can't help themselves. And it is not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for disaster. I have so much respect for what San Antonio has done, what Miami has done. I have so much success or so much respect for the way the Pittsburgh Steelers run their franchise and the Rooney family. I have been a huge supporter of Mike Tomlin for a number of years. I think the guy's a phenomenal football coach. The stability in the Steelers organization results in, in basically good teams year after year after year. Yeah, there's going to be some circumstances where it doesn't work out because of injuries or you have a bad year. But that is a formula for success. Miami, Pat Riley. All right? Mickey Arison doesn't run the Miami Heat. Mickey Arison owns the Miami Heat. Pat Riley runs the Miami Heat. Mickey Arison hires Pat Riley, pays Pat Riley. Do you think Mickey Arison walks in to a board meeting or a scouting meeting and, and tells Pat Riley who he should draft or who he should trade? Seriously? Do you think that in San Antonio, okay, that the Holt family tells Greg Popovich and R.C. Buford who to trade, who to play. uh, No, and I can go on and talk about this in every sport. And so there's a lot to learn. If I were to walk in any profession, that's a new profession, the one thing I would do is I would really study hard what other businesses are successful, what other teams are successful, whatever the whatever the the entity may be. And I would learn, let's face it, how am I going to come in as an inexperienced, you know, if I go into the car business, right, I don't know anything about cars other than they have four wheels. If I'm going to get into the car business, I, I'm sure as hell not going to, I'm going to go and talk to people that understand the business. I'm going to study under them. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to take their advice. Um, Unfortunately, that doesn't happen in pro sports with a lot of owners. And it it really is unfortunate. It really is. All right, I said I'm going to spend a lot of time on rants on my show today. We've got crowd question as well. I've got a lot of good questions on crowd question today. But on Twitter uh, a week ago, I said, hey, let me know what would be some good rants. And I got to tell you, I got a lot. I really did. I, I received a lot of feedback. And you know that, the vast majority of people wanted me to rant on super teams in the NBA, and they wanted me to rant on how bad it is for the league and the trend that we've seen and the fact that now because of these players that are at the top of their profession, Anthony Davis, right? Russell Westbrook, uh, Kevin Durant out of Oklahoma City. You know, it's uh, Kawhi Leonard after he won a championship. In Toronto, maybe he's not a great example of this. But the point was, the the people wanted to know, hey, how do you feel about that? I think it's horrible for the league. And the number one question they wanted me to rant about, or the number one topic was, what about small market teams? Are small market teams going to be able to win championships anymore? And I don't really think they will, no. I, I don't think that they will. Maybe once in a blue moon, but not like it used to be. Nope, I I don't see it. I think the super teams, they're bad for the league. Really bad for the league. And if you don't think it's bad for the league because of the money coming in on TV contracts, okay, I'll let you win that argument. But what about all the small market teams? That's bad, isn't it? So anyway, on my rant today, coming up a little bit later in the podcast, I'm going to talk to a gentleman named Nando. Nando Diaz put on Twitter what I should rant about today. And I'm going to let him help me with my rant. That's going to be coming up a little bit later. He did a great job. And it had to do again with a poll. So we'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I did want to spend some time today talking about crowd question because I got a lot of tremendous questions uh, for today's podcast. And all you need to do is go to crowdquestion.com. All right. It is easy. Very easy. It. Takes a minute to sign up, then you can just ask me a question and I may answer it right here on the podcast. All right. This is from Trav. How have you maintained interest in the Kings after they treated you like they did? I have very minimal interest. I'll just leave it at that. I have a lot of friends that work for the organization. I wish them nothing but the best. I have a lot of friends on the coaching staff. When I mean friends, a lot of respect. I do stay in touch with some of them. Uh, I have a lot of respect for a lot of the players on the team. But uh, it's certainly different. I would, I would equate it this way. For those of you that have been divorced. You get a divorce, then you're free, right? And you can date others or you can do whatever you want. In other words, you're not married anymore. I'm not married to the Kings anymore. So it's different for me. It's different for me. But I have a lot of friends uh, that work for the organization and a lot of the players, and I, I wish them nothing uh, but the best. All right. This is from Dan. What are your thoughts on the Redskins and now the Cleveland Indians getting rid of their names? I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it, but, you know, I'm old school. I'm 61. Um, I just, I, I don't know where, I, I guess I'm not a fan of it because I don't know where it's going next, all right? I guess I understand the Redskins. I do not understand the Indians. I know people are going to go, "Gee, great! How the hell could you?" No, no. I don't understand it. All right, all right. We're talking about a sports mascot. I just, I don't get it. I truly don't get it. And I, and and you can convince me otherwise, and you can call me up, and you can hit me up on social media. I'm not going to change my opinion on this. Okay. I I have no problem with the Cleveland Indians. I have no problem with the Kansas City Chiefs. I have no problem with the Atlanta Braves. And people are going to go, well, gee, well, you're not the problem. You know, you're a white male, 61 years old. I'm telling you, I, Grant Napier, don't have a problem with it. All right? So, Dan, I hope I answered your question the way you wanted it. I personally, Grant Napier, don't have a problem with the Cleveland Indians. I don't have a problem with the other nicknames. And and what about the Chicago Blackhawks in hockey? What's going to happen to them? right? And then where, where do you stop? Are we going to go down to, I went to a high school, Syosset. You know what our nickname was? The Syosset Braves. They're going to change the nickname? Going to have a new nickname now in Syosset? Maybe they already do and I'm not even aware of it. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. But again, I knew the Redskins was coming for a while. I think we all did. But uh, Indians, I don't know. I really don't. All right. From Jake, Would you rather have your next commentating job be in or outside the NBA? Great question, Jake. You know, I love announcing. um, I love announcing hockey. It's probably my favorite sport to announce. I was blessed to do some NHL games. I've been unbelievably blessed to do the NFL for five years on TV with the Raiders in preseason. Uh, My door's open. I'm keeping all avenues open. Um, I'm not closing the door on any opportunities that may be forthcoming. So we'll see. Who knows what the future holds? I would love to do the NBA again. I'd love to do the NHL. I don't think I know I could do hockey great. I've always loved hockey. I know, and I don't ever really brag, and I don't talk about myself, but I'm going to talk about it here. I know I could do a tremendous job doing hockey. That's the one sport that I have no doubt in my mind. I really don't. Uh, Tony asked, uh, speaking of hockey, what do you think about the divisional changes being made in the NHL? They have to. You know, they're going to try to start their season here next month. And they are going to try to limit the risk of COVID. So I'm fine with the way they did it. I really am. I'm fine with it. All right, Sal, what's the best upset you've ever seen? That's easy to me. The 1980 miracle on ice, the United States beating the Russians. That's the best, the most incredible upset I've ever seen. That was unbelievable. It was a Friday night. I remember being in college, and I remember everyone watching the game, even though we knew the result because it was tape delayed. And to me, that is without question the biggest upset that I have ever seen. All right, from Chris, now that we know Giannis will be with the Bucks for the next five years, do you think they'll win a title during that time? I'm going to say yes. Because Giannis is still young. He's only going to get better. And you said five years. All right? I think the Lakers are going to win it this year, barring injury. But then LeBron, he's going to start coming down the backside of that mountain, which would open up the door. And again, in the East, I still feel... You know, the thing about the bucks they've had two good years back-to-back, and they don't get it done in the playoffs. And Giannis is going to have to be the guy that takes this team to the next level. He's got five years to do it. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes that they will. All right. Rafa wants to know, is Zach Levine underrated? I think he's underrated. I don't think he's underrated in the pay department, but I love Zach Levine. I've always really liked Zach Levine. I think Zach... Is a hell of a player. You know, the Kings, uh, what was it, two years ago wanted him, and they made an offer sheet for him, and what, the Bulls waited five minutes to match it? I'm a big Zach Levine fan. So underrated? Eh, I, maybe, maybe a little bit. You know, I think he gets, he's definitely not a first-tier player. I mean, that we do know. He's making a lot of money. So I, I'm not really sure if I would say, I would really not, I would not say he is, I, I really wouldn't, as my phone is ringing here, I, w- I really wouldn't say he's underrated. Hey, great questions on CrowdQuestion. You can ask me a question. Just go to CrowdQuestion.com, and maybe I'll answer it right here on the podcast.
0: It's time for Rants Rants.
1: All right, so we talk about the rants, and I've, I put out on Twitter, give me your best rants, and I narrowed it down, and my wife and I, spent some time, and I said, which ones do you like here? And we came up with a rant that I think was damn good. And I want to let you know that today's rant is brought to you by New Works Plumbing, locally owned in Sacramento for 20 years. Leak detection, waterline repair, bathroom plumbing. New Works Plumbing is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small, or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Their expert technicians are available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs. So be sure and call them and let one of their experts come out to your home, your business, whatever the case may be. Just go to NewWorksPlumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And we bring in Nando Diaz, and congratulations to him because I thought that his response to what would be a Grant's rant was right on the money. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's easy to do at HoodieNando, H-O-O-D-I-E, Nando93. Nando, Nando, man, it's uh, great. Uh, Congratulations for having, I think, the best rant. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing well. It's an honor to be here, Grant. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Now, I see on your bio on Twitter – that you're a Miami and New York sports fan. You got, you got Heat Nation, New York Knicks, Fins Up, and Kentucky basketball. So help me out here. You root for both the Knicks and the Miami Heat. How does that work?
2: Oh, yeah. My grandfather has given me a lot. Let him rest in peace. but He's given me a lot for this. So when I was at, uh, growing up, uh, I had my uncle down in Miami, and I would go visit him every summer. And as a kid, He's the one that got me into sports. He's all dolphins. He everything Miami. So he put me on to sports and then I I always look up to him. So I wanted to be like him. But, you know, I live in New York live in Jersey, but my grandfather in New York, so I was primarily here in Jersey area. So he was a Knicks fan. So it's like it it just I grew up liking both and then he's always like, You gotta pick one and for some reason it's it, it, it's hard for me. So I root for both. I know it's not the right thing, but that that's my story. There,
1: uh, you seem like a big NBA fan, right? So, are you a guy that watches a lot of NBA basketball on the East Coast?
2: Oh yes, I got league pass every year. Watch all the Heat games and the Nick games at the same time, and you know a couple West Coast teams here and there. Watching a couple Kentucky guys,
1: absolutely. So you probably watched me with uh, De'Aaron Fox the last couple of years, right?
2: Yes, sir. That's how that's how I came across your great work. Just hearing hearing you on the calls with Fox and all that. That's how I came
1: along. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. All right, so uh, last week I asked for rant ideas, and your rant I think is spot on because they have Zion Williamson, you told me, 19th in the top 100 list. So go ahead, give me your rant. Uh, tell me tell me why you responded to that.
2: I mean, come on. He's played one year. Not only has he played one year, but he's played 24 games. you got to be kidding me, right? So you play 24 games and you have him in the top 20? Let alone, you, you gave the rookie of the year, which is rightfully so, to John Morant. He deserves it. He, he played his butt off. And then you have John Morant, ranked 31, but then Zion William 19. And then you have him ahead of Bradley Beal, Jamal Murray, Paul George. He didn't have a great bubble, Paul George, but we're talking about Paul George. He was an MVP, one of the runner-ups not too long ago. And you have him at 19. I mean, c- come on, 24 games played. How is that
1: so? I think you're spot on. And again, we're not talking about who would you take if you were starting a team? You were saying, no, that had nothing to do with a top 100. You got Williamson at number 19. I'm with you. Uh, and you know what? I didn't even realize that until I read your tweet. And that's another reason why my wife and I picked you because I, I was like, wait a minute, come on now. And you made a great, great case about Morant. I mean, this is a heck of a player. And again, I'm not saying if I was starting a team today that I would take Moran over Williamson. I mean, I might, but I'm not saying that. But that wasn't th- that wasn't what you're talking about here. All right, so let's have some fun here. Ballpark figure. And again, I'm you know, we're doing this at a ballpark range. Where do you think Williamson should go on that list?
2: All right. Well, there's no doubt about his talent. I think he's going to be great if he can stay healthy, you know, if he keeps that body in check. You know, he's a little bit on the heavier side, but you see the talent there. So don't get me wrong, he is I think he's going to be great if he can stay healthy. But for right now, being that he's played 24 games, I mean, I, I have the list here. I mean, I could put him in in that, in that you have Westbrook at 36. I mean, come on, around 40, Porzingis. I, I guess I would put him around, you know, like 37-ish above Porzingis, working his way up, on the way up.
1: Hey, I'm right with you. I think you're spot on and your knowledge of this. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Now, if I were going to do a rant on this, you know, you know how I am. I got to be a little bit, you know, crazy. I got to go overboard. I would be going, wait a minute. Top 100 and Zion Williamson is 19th on the list. Who the hell made this list? What are you looking at? How do you take a kid that's only played a handful of games and you have him in the top 20 of all the players in the NBA? What What's wrong with this world? I mean, well, come on now. That's absurd. See, you, you like I got to have a little pizzazz there. You know what I mean, Nando? Oh, <laughs>
2: Of course, that's, that's Grant for you right there.
1: Absolutely. Hey, talk to me about the Miami Dolphins. You're fins up. You like the Dolphins. By the way, uh, to me, Flores is the coach of the year if they make the playoffs. I think he's done a marvelous job. You give me a little rundown on these Miami Dolphins. You think they're going to be in the playoffs?
2: All right. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Looking into this from the beginning of the year, I, just, I wanted to be competitive because I wanted to be realistic. I knew Tua was coming off the injury. I wasn't sure if they should play him. I was I was all with the red shirt for a year, you know, have Fitzpatrick mentor him for the year and the injury. So I was kind of looking. Let me just let's just be competitive. This is the year two of our of our little you know rebuild, Coach Flores. I like the way things are going. And then next year, being that we have a bunch of draft picks, we have cap space. Maybe we could push playoffs and then start from there. But by the way it's looking, I mean Flores got these guys playing really hard. I'm not surprised. I mean because it's my team, so I might be a little biased, but. I'm not surprised by it, but I think he should be coach of the year. I love it. I'm optimistic about the playoffs. I think we could do it. The good thing, we're in a bit of trouble right now, but at the end of the day, we do control on destiny. So if we can win out, who knows? We could get there.
1: You ought to have a podcast or a sports talk show, man. You're really good. See, when I go on vacation, I might have you fill in for me. How does that sound?
2: Uh, hey, I'm all in. You, you got my number. You let me
1: know, man. Man, I appreciate that. Uh, final question for you, Nando. You said Knicks fan, Tom Thibodeau. It's been forever since the Knicks were really relevant. How long oh, do you man. think it's going to take for the Knicks to be, you know, uh, whatever? I mean, even a playoff team, a 500 team. How how long do you think it's going to take this team?
2: Oh man, it's just stress even talking about it. Grant, as I'm sure you know, I wanna I wanna be optimistic. You know, new coach. Leon Rose is over there. You know, i I want to give I want to give about three three four years to see which direction we couldn't can go. Maybe a little bit of patience, but it, I mean the the patience is running thin here in New York because it's been so long. But the thing we need is that you know we're a young group. No uh, players want to come here for some reason anymore. It's, I don't know what it is, but. It's like like Kevin Durant said like New York Knicks is not cool. I mean I I don't understand that. It's James, it's James Dolan. It's James Dolan, it's the ownership. I I I I agree. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that, but I wanted I wanted them to pursue Westbrook when he was on the market, not because I'm saying oh Westbrook leads us into the playoffs or a championship, but what he does is he brings the best out of his teammates. He gives 110% and the fact these young guys, they can see him playing 110 percent and they can follow in that route so you know we'll try to build them up and also build and establish a culture for players to want to come down and see how new york could be when because when new york is good i mean the nba is good you know that
1: nando i can't thank you enough for following me on social media listening to the podcast and the rants you are the first fan that I've had on my podcast that I started in October, man. So you're number one. I'll do this again, but Merry Christmas to you. And again, thanks for all your support and the feedback. And I loved, I loved your rant idea, man. That was great. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, man. It was an honor. Grant, keep doing this. I I love it. I'm staying tuned. Me and my girlfriend all the time. Keep it up.
1: That was a lot of fun with Nando and I thought he was really good. I'm going to do this maybe once a month maybe once every two months, because I'd really like to get, you know, more fans involved with the podcast. And I thought Nando was great there and really good sports knowledge and the rant of Zion Williamson being at number 19 on that list. That's absurd. It really is. That's crazy. So again, thank you for everyone that went to uh, my Twitter page, at Grant Napier Show, and gave me their suggestion. But I I went with Nando because I thought that was spot on. Now remember, you can go to my YouTube channel, if you don't like that with Grant Napier, and you can watch my video rants. My video rants and my audio rants are the same topic, but they're done differently because I ad lib everything. And so it just depends what kind of mood I'm in when I'm in front of the camera or when I'm on this platform doing the podcast. But I, I really enjoy interacting with you. So hit me up on social media at Grant Napier Show. Leave me a comment on YouTube. I try to get back to everybody. Leave me a comment on your podcast platform. Now, unfortunately, I can't respond to the comments on the podcast platform, but trust me, I look at them all and I'm appreciative and I'm very grateful for all the support that you have given me over the last couple of months. So I will say this as we conclude. Are you ready for Christmas? Ask me. Hey, Napes, are you ready for Christmas? And I would say, No, I'm not ready for Christmas. Christmas is not until next Friday. I do my shopping the day before Christmas. So if I'm out and about on Christmas Eve, there he is. There's Napes. It must be Christmas tomorrow because he's out shopping. That's the way I've always done it. That's the way I live my life. You live your life however you would like. But just understand this. When that bell rings on December 25th, you got to be ready. you got to be ready. And it doesn't matter if you weren't ready until the 24th, but you better be ready on the 25th. Folks, have a fabulous weekend. And remember, all right, my video rants on YouTube, my audio rants, my podcast Tuesdays and Fridays. Love your support. Have a great weekend. Hey, stay safe. Thanks for listening. If you don't like that, the grant me fear. Oh.
0: coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family